I realized that it is okay that we have to live with our failures and we learn from our mistakes. And this is the life. <laughs> this is how it works. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine, to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 260 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, Send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Marina Katchenko. Marina is a candidate for admission to five of the top universities of Europe to receive a social sciences degree. She is a school medal awarder, certified English and German speaker, and participant in various projects for 
cultural exchange with German-speaking countries organized by Goethe Institute. She also lived for a month with a host family in Connecticut, USA. Born in Odessa, Ukraine, Marina plays piano, reads and watches TV series a lot, and she cannot live without traveling and visiting museums of modern and classical art. Marina loves futuristic quotes by G. Orwell or A. Huxley, and she adores basic airport sandwiches with coffee as her favorite foods. Marina, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored, excited, and ready. And I want to begin by speaking about the piano. First, can you tell me the story of how you fell in love with the piano? Assuming that it was your parents who took you there. So I imagine at first it was their choice. But at some point, it was a love for you. How did that happen? If this is a correct assumption, of course. Yeah, right. Uh, but I fell in love with music, I guess, since my birth. And that was my wish, my not my parents or somebody, um, to go and to learn how to play piano. I also tried playing guitar, but I decided it's not my thing. Are you an independent kind of person? Well, I love independence, but for the time being, I don't feel like I'm independent enough because I'm not 18. Um, but for my parents, uh, they just know about my wish to become uh, free and independent, so they appreciate it. What does it mean for you to become free and independent? Um, it's not to be afraid uh, of expressing thoughts, I guess, something like this. So if I understood you correctly, if you are able to express your thoughts 100% unfiltered, without fear, then you feel or you know you feel free and independent. Is this correct? Yeah, absolutely. Because the greatest dependence that we've got is the social dependence. And we have to face the problems and solve them. What does it mean, social dependence? Uh, social dependence for me is um, to make your mind as somebody wanted to be. Some society groups or I don't even know, uh, authorities, wherever we've got in the country or in the world. Since we are like a fish swimming in the ocean of society, how do you know what is your own wish and desire and thought compared to something someone else said maybe when you were a child or told you when you were much younger? Um, I was told a lot of things, but, um, well, I, I, when I grew up, my priorities have changed and that's okay, that's fine, my views have changed, uh, and I don't feel like that's the end. Probably the evolution of my opinion is still going and I'm pretty excited about it. Thank you. Do you believe people are born similar to you where they want independence and freedom no matter the cost or consequences? So therefore, in any group, no matter how uniform and everybody just follows everything, there will be independent people who come born that way or 
are those made by experiences in life? I guess we're all unique. And the greatest problem that we've got is uh, that we're starting comparing uh, each other. And uh, we compare ourselves to other people thinking that they're either above or below us. Or we think that they can control how we feel, our opinion, whatever. But the only person I think that you should compare yourself to is the person you were a week or an hour or a minute ago. How did you realize that? Uh, I guess that's my life experience. Uh, some things uh, my parents t- told me. And um, I guess the greatest advice I've ever received that was uh, from my mom. And she said to remain honest with myself. And I appreciate this advice so, so much. Thank you. You said we are all unique. When you meet people, especially new people, do you seem to only see their uniqueness and what makes them different? Or do you categorize people into patterns? Uh, I love seeing uniqueness in people, but my brain's starting analyzing them, predicting their reaction and so on. And I feel like it's fine. Like, we cannot be optimistic about everything. We must be a lot of bit pragmatic and realistic about the people we're talking to. Is this related to why you have chosen social sciences as a degree? Probably. I don't know. I just enjoy this one. Uh, that is why I was like, yeah, right. Social degrees, that's one that I need in my life. Why do you enjoy it? Um, I enjoy it. We've got a lot of problems right now, you know, and I feel like my duty in life is to at least try to solve them. What does it mean, duty in life? Uh, I would say really basic that this is uh, the thing that we're born to do. Um, but for me, it's like my greatest achievement that I want to get, my greatest goal. How did you find that? Because a lot of people struggle in finding it. Oh, that's a good question, actually. I just watch a lot of news, and I know that uh, some groups of people oftentimes see just hatred, intolerance, and narrow-mindedness on the other side. And I do enjoy this uh, quote by Voltaire, that I may not agree with what you have to say, but I will fight to the death to defend your right to say this. And... um, I just want to say that in Ukraine, we've got so many young people who are dedicated and to making a difference in this social issues. And uh, we have a chance to promote and unify these voices of young people, start a movement um, that could become a worldwide phenomenon, mobilizing billions of people like Greta Thunberg. So everything is in our hands. I love your big goals and ambition. What makes you this way? Is it the encouragement of your parents or your own decision to not be small in your impact? No, that's my own decision. It was formed by books I've read, movies I've seen, places I've been. How do you read books? Do you read them very slowly to extract every piece of wisdom and reflect? Or are you a speed reader who goes for quantity? No, I read very, very slow, but that doesn't mean that I do not enjoy reading. Uh, like, I feel like that is the way I access knowledge someone's experienced before me. So if you're not availing yourself to it, you're going to learn a lot of things in a hard way when you don't necessarily need to. So yeah, reading just accelerates everything I want to accomplish, um, my different goals and so on, you know. 
What's a recent book that you felt was very valuable for you and why? Uh, recently, I bought a book called Homadeus, A Brief History of Tomorrow. Unfortunately, I cannot give you a review right now because I haven't finished reading yet. Uh, but I feel like I already enjoy this book. This one, which like totally, totally suit me and my uh, state of mind. When reading, do you imagine the things happening that you're reading or you don't see such images in your mind? Uh, sometimes, but not always. When I'm reading this kind of philosophical or psychological books, I don't know, I have this experience, but when I'm uh, reading kind of adventurous novels and so on, for sure. <laughs> have you ever read a book after some years and you were surprised at all the wisdom that was in it that you did not see the first time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that could sound a little bit weird, but that's Harry Potter books. I'm still a great fan of Harry Potter and everything related <laughs> to him. Um, so yeah, um, I remember this quote. I can't remember already, but uh, this quote changed my life, I could say. What quote? We have something really worthwhile fighting for. This is our choices. How would your life be if you didn't have something big and worthwhile that you feel is worth fighting for? I don't know. It's so hard to answer this question. Um, I've never really thought about it. Like I always have the idea the goal that I'd like to achieve or accomplish. How do you know that goal is something that you want? Is it emotional? Is it you make a pro and con logical decision? Is it that you look at the biggest problems in the world and you tackle them? Or how do you prioritize in order to choose the right goals at each moment? Um, I feel like... This is kind of analyzing um, because when I'm starting to analyze the issue uh, that I've got, I always um, like ask myself, uh, do I really want it in my life? And if the, uh, the answer is yes, here's the solution. Do you reflect in your own mind or do you use a journal to write your thoughts? I tried reflection and I uh, tried meditating. For the first couple of times, it was pretty hard. Maybe you get two or three seconds tops of still sustained breathing. Then you just lose it. And then you go right back and try to focus again. And I feel like that's all right. Because the more I do it, the shorter intervals of the distraction will happen. So um, the whole meditating process will be more productive, I would say. Do you feel a sense of meditation when you're looking at modern and classical art? I do. And that's why I love museums. By the way, when I first came, um, got to uh, any country abroad, I wasn't like a big fan of different museums, you know. Um, but then when I was like 15 or 16, I really enjoy visiting these places. Are you more an emotional kind of person or highly logical? I'm extremely emotional person. <laughs> like every friend of mine would say that I've got a huge emotional range. Um, and yeah, I feel like they're going to be true. 
Do you have a poker face, although you're highly emotional, or is your face expressive? Uh, my face is very expressive, but uh, sometimes it's not a good thing um, because it's very important not to remain with a poker face, but just not to share all the emotions that I've got because sometimes it's worth to hide, some emotions worth to um to pretend you know to fake how do you experience emotions is it like energy colors images movies oh wow that's so hard to answer um probably energy like uh, when i'm talking to energetic people probably that's the source of my emotions what kind of people's energy do you love interacting with every uh, because every person every human being is unique and for me it's i don't know beyond uh interesting to you know just to view this one and probably to share my emotions with them so we've just got this emotional exchange which is extremely beautiful when you meet someone new what's the thing you are most curious about when it comes to their life or their soul or their thoughts or their energy? I love, um, well, I do sometimes uh, ask about um, their childhood um, or the like TV or books preferences. Why? Uh, because, well, I don't know. In my case, books um, just become this basis of my state of mind of my uh, opinion so for me books are like the source of different thoughts and philosophical quotes or um you know this like food for mind <laughs> let's say like this how do you choose the next book that you read uh i do not have particular way of choosing books i just come to the bookstore <laughs> and then i'm trying to read them, the description, uh, then I decide which one is more interesting for me. When some people meet you, that you like them, what do you wish that they know about you as a person? Uh, about me as a person, that I got not unusual um, nature because sometimes I can be very energetic and optimistic. Sometimes I can be like rather... Um, not not pessimistic, uh, but just uh, in solitude, I would say. Why is that unusual? I don't feel like that's unusual, but um, for most of the people who are talking to me, they're quite surprised about this fact. So I was like, all right, probably for some people that's quite surprising. Why not? What's the difference between your personality, your character, and your soul? I don't feel like there's any difference between them. They're like one organism, one system. Do you believe in fate and destiny? Um, sometimes, yes. For instance, um, before my German exam, I was like, no, I shouldn't hope for a destiny or whatever. I just go right and got my mark. Uh, but afterwards, I realized that um, face is the thing that helped me to pass this exam. 
Why did you choose the German language and interested in Germanic countries? I was in Germany in 2019, so before the quarantine, uh, in München. And uh, I, I really enjoy this city. I really enjoy this country. Uh, I love this language. I don't know why a lot of people thought it's um, a little bit rough or whatever. For me, it's, it's beautiful. Every language is beautiful. What's your language learning method? Um, learning a language for me is to have a great motivation because without motivation, learning is nothing. And I know this so when I was studying English, well, I'm still studying English, right? But without motivation, without knowing why you're learning this particular language, um, there's just no aim. No aim, not result. How do you get motivated? Uh, when it's related to learning uh, languages, I always watching TV series in this certain language, trying to watch this kind of YouTube videos and so on, uh, or different videos that are related to culture, like in Discovery or um, the National Geographic. For you, what does culture mean? Uh, culture is like the development of the society. Uh, I don't feel like that's the right definition, but for me, it's the most um, suitable one. What's the difference between the German people and their culture and Ukrainian people and Ukrainian culture? Uh, it's really tough to answer because uh, I do not like connecting this uh, different people by a common stereotype. In Ukraine, we've got different kinds of people with different characters, with different natures, and as well as in Germany or in England and every country existing in the world. Do you have many friends or only a select few? I have a lot of friends, but I have only one really close for me friend. What's the difference? Uh, the difference is probably in, um, I don't know, sharing private information or sharing secrets or um, in support. Well, support is this thing that um, I think every person requires. So for me, it's more like in sharing things. When you meet a new person, are you open from the very first second or do you need some time to understand their values, experience and childhood before you decide to open up or not? No, I'm a very open person, but sometimes um, it's more comfy for me to um, have in mind this understanding about uh, the childhood of this person, um, opinion of this particular human being <laughs> and then it's uh, more easy for me to predict their reaction predict uh, what this person gonna say or gonna do and so on why are you fascinated by human beings because mm, that's a miracle it's a biological miracle <laughs> and we should appreciate it tell me more uh being a human being oh, this is such a philosophical question um, is to have like this very strong state of mind and have opportunity to strengthen it. And um, if the circumstances will be um, so to save it, 
Do you have a strong state of mind? I don't feel like it's strong enough. I don't feel like that's as strong as I want it to be. But for the time being, I I think that's okay. <laughs> like I'm still young uh, and I got like um, the whole life in my hands. What's in your opinion an ideal state of mind that is strong enough? A strong person for me is a person who are not afraid of being mistaken. Like we all dream about being the one we wanted or thought we should be and not executing the things leads us in this kind of spirit of disappointment. And my brain finds new struggles and challenges to be at odds with this. But actually, um, then I started to realize how resilient it is. Like, um, we shouldn't be afraid of making mistake or fail because the failure is uh, as educational as the goals. Imagine there are two people One person, you agree with them on everything. You're like twins in thought, but that person never goes out of their comfort zone or someone who faces all their fears. They're out of their comfort zone. They are not afraid to make mistakes, but you disagree with them and they're confident about their thoughts, which maybe you believe are opposite to yours. Which one would you prefer and why? I enjoy communicating with people who are dissimilar to me. I love having this kind of debates uh, or just discussions between the difference in our uh, positions and our opinions. Do you love the debates or do you love convincing people? Um, I love debating, but uh, it depends on my mood, actually. Um Sometimes when we've got like a, an event or a new um, some new stuff that we've got, I usually start um, not even communicating, but sharing my opinion. Uh, and my dad is always like, no, you're not right. I've got um, another opinion. So I don't feel like that's debates. There's just a conversation, which is pretty healthy for a relationship and family between friends or whatever. How important is family for you? Uh, family is my greatest support, I would say. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Um, like my parents completely dedicated their lives into making mine better. And I consider them my greatest a resource of this support ideas and I that I could never dreamed of and I'm extremely grateful because they taught me those values quite important in the modern society how would you overcome missing your family and friends while studying abroad uh that's a good question you know I'm still <laughs> uh thinking about of uh all of this I don't know like We're in this technological period of time. Every human being, well, I guess, um, especially in Europe, uh, got a Viber or Telegram or different social networks that we can um, phone each other every day or, I don't know, at least once in a week. Do you believe in soulmates? Uh, well, the friend I was talking about, uh, sometimes I, 
I have this feeling that she's my soulmate. It's probably sound weird, but um, sometimes we've got um, thoughts, like really similar thoughts at the same time. Uh, and probably at the beginning, I was uh, not 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 just dream, but surprised by this fact. But right now, I just really enjoy this connection between us. Do you believe that each person has one soulmate or many? I don't know. I just don't believe in uh, this whole things thing uh, about soulmates. But probably, who knows? <laughs> With your friend, is it from the very first second you felt like you know her for years, or did that friendship develop over time? Mm, that was the development of our relationship, and I find it quite interesting and quite incredible. Tell me about travel. Why do you love it? I, well, that's true. I really can live without traveling. And uh, because of this um, situation in the world, uh, that was so, that became very hard to move to travel. And that was a huge catastrophe for me. I fell in like depression because of this. Um, traveling just give me, gives me an opportunity to speak with people from different parts of the world uh, to understand the problems in their country, like which one can provide safe, tranquil domestic communities or different um, facilities, occupational facilities, and which one cannot. And um, this knowledge is very, is very valuable for me. Uh, having this... I don't even know how to say this, like an image in my mind about a particular country. Why is that valuable for you? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to study social science and this fact can probably be useful in my essays or my works in the future. Do you believe you're a good communicator? I want to believe, actually. Um, sometimes... I've got um, like not issues in communicating, but doubts in my way of communicating. Um, but my friends, it's like my, um, I don't know, my mirror <laughs> about myself. Uh, they say that everything is fine. And I'm like, all right, probably. What are the characteristics of a good communicator? Uh, it's the person who can uh, hear and to be heard and the most important is probably to hear to analyze and then to give a response that um, that is not needed but um, is suitable for the context why do most people not do that uh, that's a good question <laughs> I also wonder why but um, Sometimes it's just um, like a human factor. Sometimes I do not always hear what people are talking or saying to me. Um, but that's fine. Like, we all have these failures. The most important thing is not to repeat it. How did you learn to appreciate failures? It took me a long time. Um, then I just that 
if goals are educational, if they can teach you something, why failures cannot? What is the meaning of you learning something from failure or from goals? And what does it give you? Actually, I got a concept that I subscribe to, but then consistently not live in that way and not executing these beliefs. Uh, but I realized that it is okay that we have to live with our failures and we learn from our mistakes. And this is the life. <laughs> this is how it works. How did you deal with the pandemic? Uh, actually, in 2020, that was like a depression for me. Uh, right now, it's more loyal, you know. Uh, we've got vaccine, we've got uh, different masks or um, like rules in society. Um, this is a little bit tough, you know. Um, but right now, I feel more comfy with all of the situation. How do you take care of your mental health? I just um, read <laughs> again, um, watch a lot of different shows and various topics. And of course, communicating with my friends, with my family, with my, I don't know, people who I know or people who I don't know. If you could have a perfect day, how would it be? And what would you do? Perfect day. Perfect day is going to be an airport waiting for my uh, aircraft to another country. <laughs> I'm just a simple person. What's the next country that you want to visit for the first time? Oof, I, I always want to go to Japan because this is like a country of contrast between uh, historical fact things uh, or facts, yeah, uh, and this uh, crazy technological devices. This this is like very great context that um, most of the countries need. Why is contrast something that fascinates you? That's just my nature. <laughs> this is just how I see the world. Does that mean in terms of comparison? Well. I don't like this daily life. For me, it's more important to um, give it more colors. So every country that is very colorful, is very contrastful, um, it really like make me feel like I'm in my dream. Did you ever struggle with perfectionism? I do, but I do not struggle with them. I live in with it and I actually enjoy sometimes, um, for example, my handwriting. Um, I used to practice a perfect handwriting that I would enjoy for at least three years already. Why is perfectionism for you a good thing? For me, it's nothing. <laughs> but for my brain... Um, it's just uh, a thing that looks perfect. That's why it's a perfectism. Um, so probably to make my brain enjoy the things I do. Do you believe that positive emotions are the way you want to always live? Or would that be boring for you? Uh, I love positivity. I love positive people. But I want to consider myself to be a realistic person. But anyway, 
that's okay <laughs> uh, to live with um, both realistic and optimistic uh, views on life. What is reality? Uh, uh, philosophy. I love philosophy. Um, reality is the word that we can change. And unreality, or whatever it calls, uh, is something that we cannot change. Do we control reality? Uh, we do. And actually, um, I don't know who say that, but everything in our world is being controlled. We just do not see the people who control it. We just see the things which are being controlled. Do we control results and outcomes? Uh, yeah, I would say that uh, greatest problems that we have uh, in a world, like 30% of something we cannot change, like biological uh, diseases or something like that. Um, but 70% is our political or social situation that we still can make better. What is your vision for a better future? and the movement you would love to create? Uh, you know, technological, economic, and, and political developments have created an increasingly robust safety net separating humankind from poverty line. Um, anyway, I think that the greatest duty in the modern society is to uphold like fundamental human rights, I would say. Um, anyway... We must know that everything we do um, will reflect our future, but it's so tough to predict it because you never know what the future holds. Uh, if you ask people, say, in the 16th century, what are the odds of landing on the moon? They would probably say that it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but now we're testing different sensory systems required for, uh, for full autonomy in cars and artificial general intelligence that we are using in daily life. So, yeah, everything's changed, and that's okay. It's not bad. It's just different. Who decides the duty of society? Uh, every human being living in this world. If human beings are so different and so unique, how can there be agreement? Uh, I think through uh, conversations. Like, I do appreciate the uh, work of different diplomats. They're incredible people. And um, it's very important to prove the information because information or the falsification of the fact uh, can really um, make the situation worse in the differences in our opinions. What are your thoughts on social media? Um... Well, social media, uh, this is very actual uh, right now, Isha and trouble. Um, I feel like I'm, well, I, I do um, social medias. I have got uh, Instagram page. I have um, Facebook page and many other social networks. Um, but I do find that my phone adds a lot of stress in my life. And that is an unnecessary stress because life is stressful itself, obviously. Uh, but I feel like there is a responsible way to live our lives with technology, taking care of our mental state and just giving ourselves some time and space to focus on our own empowerment. Um, for instance, I don't know, drink some coffee without absorbing all of this contest information, but actually strategize with yourself 
and ask a question, do I need to do this right now? So the answer would be the solution. How do you relieve stress? Uh, sometimes I prefer sleeping, sometimes talking with someone, sharing this stress with someone. Um, yeah, I think this two important options. What are your tips for a great conversation? To remain respectful with your partner, to listen very, very, very carefully, and just to treat people the way you want to be treated. What is the meaning of respect? Uh, for me, respect is to put someone's interests beyond our own. Why don't people do that? Well, we're uh, by our biology quite egoistical pers uh, people. Uh, I don't know, human being uh, or whatever. Um, I just want to say that um, I'm so happy that there are a lot of volunteering organizations in our world because this is the way that we can educate other people how to uh, put this interest of other people beyond our own. Um, and this is probably the most transformative experience. Um, its goal is to create and strangle the culture uh, of young movements, I would say. It reminds us that we are all human beings and um, we build the great generosity in ourselves. Do you feel you have a higher level of maturity than your peers? I would not say like this because uh, the people um, with whom I'm communicating, um, they're as well as me. They have quite related to mine uh, points of views, and that's amazing. What's your advice to young Ukrainians? Uh, not to be afraid of making a change because it's not about winning or losing. It's about living a life. So be the change that you want to see in the world. What's the biggest problem facing humanity that you are most concerned about right now? Uh, for the time being, I think that uh, most actual and the greatest problem that we've got is uh, the um, coronavirus situation in different parts of the world, um, some doubts or um, misleading facts about um, vaccination that we've got, this green passports and so on. Uh, but right now, I've, I have not enough facts uh, to develop this opinion. How did you stay fit during the pandemic? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't feel like I stay fit, um, but I'm trying to do some sport, Uh, to go somewhere or to get in a park running or, I don't know, making some uh, exercises or whatever. What's the best thing that is your favorite thing to do with your best friend? Well, um, me and my best friend we always got to um, cinema, watching uh, different movies and then sharing our thoughts, our ideas or opinions about them. So this is quite relaxing and quite fascinating. Thank you so much, Marina. It was a privilege, an honor, and a great time. If people want to follow you, 
what is the best social network to do that? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. Uh, I think Instagram. Did I write my Instagram page? And how was your experience today? Uh, it's great. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.